I am unashamed. What about you? So I'm back in the studio. I was down at the <clears throat> Southern Lair uh, the last time we had podcast. Of course, Zach is was supposed to be here um, once again. He's in my. He's actually in town. I heard he was duck hunting today, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what's going on here. We didn't go today, so we would be fresh for the podcast, the multiple podcasts that we do. That's and right. now, Zach. We've got some special guests that are coming on in a couple of podcasts, so we're excited about that. But. He didn't text me. The last I heard from him, there was a low cell service issue from his is perspective. That, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. But. That's it. I haven't. I haven't heard. Well, we'll see. He's a North Carolina man. We have a new uh, podcast engineer starting her first day today. So welcome to Madison. Uh, Y'all alert her to turn this thing down or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like little Miss Blondie. Turn her down a little bit. Oh, there's your name. It's so funny that look. I wonder what it would when be. someone new enters our arena because when they open the door and look at us, they're like. <laughs> Oh man! What have I done? <laughs> it's a, I'm, so she's not on camera, obviously, but I would love to hear her thoughts on that. We'll have to ask her. But uh, we were glad she's part of the podcast. Our old buddy Kate has moved on to to greener pastures. So, well, I want to commend you yesterday. So I was uh, you were preaching. You and uh, y'all do the tag team sometimes. Yeah, usually we kick off a series. Yeah, Mike and I preach together. And uh, so Al, he's doing. Uh, I don't know what they call that in the preaching world, the icebreaker or... Uh, yeah, the cold open, I guess. I guess. So <laughs> for, you, for everyone not familiar with how, I guess, production works, they, they try to... Speakers or even on the podcast or TV shows, they try to do something that's like an icebreaker. I'm not really sure why. Just I'm to sure. kind of ease into the proceeding, I guess. Just Yeah. Sometimes so, it could be funny, sometimes, you know, touching, whatever. So yesterday, Al is up there. You weren't there, Phil, because you're, you're, I guess, what, were you one day from surgery? No, two days. Yeah, got to have your back for surgery. After tomorrow, they're going to drill another hole in my back. Yep. Go down in them, one of my vertebrates. And it's, it's one of them deals where, you know, life is full of trouble, short, full of trouble. <laughs> Yeah, this gives new meaning to drill, baby, drill, when they're talking about going into your back. I'm telling you. Well, I'm just glad, hopefully, this will get you back, you know, good, back in the duck blind. We all hate it. So Dad took stayed home yesterday so he could do podcast today because he's battling with his back. So. And we appreciate you being here, Phil. Yep. You are one of the toughest humans on the planet. No doubt Man's got it. a broke back, well, but he's when the here. Old back, when the old back goes, you know, you, you'll say, I'm just preparing y'all to say, uh, we got trouble coming. <laughs> <laughs> the resurrection, the resurrection, new body, seventy, and if we have the strength, eighty. So that little, if he has the strength, I'll give him eighty. So, and you know, because you're literally in that stretch. I'm just, I'm, I'm four, <laughs> three, three to four years shy of, of uh, the eighty mark. But you know, it's amazing that Moses wrote that Psalm ninety is your reference. He wrote that. 3,500 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah that's that a lucky pretty... <laughs> dog, and he lived to be how long? <laughs> he lived to be about 120, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
So back to your icebreaker, Al started doing, I could tell he was fixed to do a joke, and he started talking about singing. He said, I've been working on a new arrangement. Of course, I know that you can't sing. <laughs> That's right. Or, or, you know, you, everyone can sing to the Lord, make a joyful noise. <laughs> I'm, not gifted with, I'm not gifted with the singing. There you go. So I thought, And Al, I'm sick on top of that. Al is fixing to actually uh, sing a song. Which and, was a bold, I mean. Bold. It, it, I thought, bad move, because I'm your brother. I'll tell you the truth. If you would have asked me about this icebreaker, I would have said two thumbs down. I didn't even tell Kellett because I, th- I thought of it on the way into the church building yesterday morning. Yeah. It just hit me. I mean, this is, I would have tested that spirit to see if it was from the Lord. I didn't, I, I was just, I, I literally put all the chips in, Jason. I went all in. Oh, you did. I, I didn't so, even tell Mike because I wanted his reaction live. I didn't want to tell him. About so it. tell us what you did, Al. You took a famous hymn that I haven't heard sung in, I would say. 30 years? At least. <laughs> it's the It's the song, No Tears in Heaven. You, you remember, remember that, that song, Phil? No tears in heaven. There you go. That's it. So I'll tell so I asked. So I asked the audience. I said, "Is anybody here besides me dealing with the crud?" Because you know now we got all these. You know we got COVID. We got respiratory RSV. We got. Well, let these. me interrupt you. I didn't like that because then the ten people that raised their hand, I leaned over and told Missy. I said, "I guarantee you that those ten people will be avoided." <laughs> From the fellowship from here on out, because I took a good look. Because I thought I never what, even thought about that. what you're calling the crud, maybe That's COVID, COVID RSV, or some kind of. And I'm like, well, he just embarrassed those people because well, a bunch of people probably had and didn't raise their hand for that very reason. Look, lo and behold, usually I leave early just for weird reasons, but. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed throughout the whole thing, but I saw one of the guys who raised his hand, and I immediately turned the other way and just kept walking after service. I never thought about that I outed this. I usually group. overlook anybody who's not skilled and that has a great voice but sings from the heart. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Well, Al did it, so I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no, I just okay. thought that was a bold move to single those people out who were sick in right. the assembly. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Plus, I could never, with a straight face, say, you know, start to judge a person's singing ability because, you know, I can't care if tune in. Well, and I was doing it, obviously, as a joke, so I, I was covered either way. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't matter where they No, could. look, Phil, and uh, before you finish, Al, I mean— I have sung many times in the shower or just passing through the house. I'm a loud singer at my house. And every once in a while, I really feel like I'm getting better. That had to be good. <laughs> and so I'll look at Missy. But since you're the only audience. No, no, Missy's there. Okay. And so, you have to watch that, that observation carefully. But, but nine, <laughs> nine out of ten times when I ask her, I'll say, no, that had to be good. And she went, nope. <laughs> I'm like... I, is it something wrong with my ears? Because to me, she it knows felt, all about up keys and all. right. I'm not on key. No, and so I mean, there's a delusion here that every person experiences. Right. You know that show American Idol. They they made a show out of that because all of these people who believe they could sing. Oh yeah, you can't fake that. These people, everybody told them, "Yes, you're awesome. Yes, you're awesome." Yeah, when I saw Willie Boy doing the singing, I said, "Yeah." Okay. <laughs> So go ahead, Al. So, so you went did, for did Missy laugh joke. yesterday when I 
when I sang, when I did the thing? You know, she was just mum's the word. Yeah, I was curious. Uh, I what... think she was impressed with your courage. Yeah. But I think she viewed it as you took something funny, <laughs> and, you know, and the uncomfortable <laughs> happening when you actually sang, yeah. you turned it into a joke, so it was okay. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, <clears throat> so Dad, so I asked if there was anybody else had the crowd. A few people raised their hand. I, isolated now. And... um I said, well, you know what I think about when I'm sick like I am right now, just this sinus problems and all this. I said, I, I was talking to Kellett, you know, and he said, what's that? I said, heaven. I said, I, and I've, I'm working on a rewrite of a song. I said, you want me to sing it? Well, he's looking at me like, are you really going to? fix to sing. That's what I was thinking. I know. So it was, it was pretty funny. And so I changed the words. So I just came up with the one little stanza. No, you had three. You had three. Uh, yeah, three, three, well, yeah, three lines. So it was, uh, it was uh, no phlegm in heaven, no tissues needed. All of our airways will be clear. And then I stopped, you know. So I did little things. So and everyone laughed. It was my funny. surprise. <laughs> it was funny, except the probably the dozen people who thought somehow that was being sacrilegious, sacrilegious to the song. <laughs> Well, I thought about that when everybody started clapping. I was going to say, "Don't encourage because if I keep going with this, you're not going to like it. It's not going to turn out exactly well. just a, just a smidge." No, it was funny, Al. It was uh when you're, when you're that vulnerable, yeah, people tend to support you. They do. That's right. Because and they'll realize you'll pretty much go anywhere, you know, for a laugh. But but it's the ultimate cold open because of what we were talking about too. Because I, I then I got into you know we got into our lives and when our lives changed and stuff like that. So yeah, and y'all did. Uh, y'all were y'all were doing going through a book first. First Peter. Peter. Are y'all gonna do it first and second Peter? Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, we're gonna see how long it takes. And we're also going to. That's the plan for the podcast too. Yes, Once you're we, double dipping. I'm double dipping. I, I don't like to waste a good Bible study, so yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, going there. My thought process on that Jace, was that we've been in Mark. Which, as I said, is kind of a shadow writing from Peter because you know Mark was getting all of his intel from Peter on exactly some of these things that happened. So, how did y'all come up with that? That that's where he was getting his intel. Well, because they were when you read the other accounts in Acts, you, then you realize that they were they're related, yeah. and that he was like his he was his apprentice. Yeah, so, I knew there was a connection somewhere, but just I forgot exactly. And I think we didn't talk about this, Jason. I think we skipped it. But when we were the last time we did the podcast, verse fifty-one of Mark fourteen, it says a young man wearing nothing but linen garment, and they yeah. seized him. He fled naked. A lot of people think that Mark may have been referring to himself because he would have been like a, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, some of them, you know, like some of them do refer to themselves in third person. John did it too. Yeah. So it's possible. Um, you know, we don't ever know. But Now that is being vulnerable. Yeah, that's if exactly you, right. If you would admit to that. But it kind of makes sense that if he is he's writing it, that he might put a little personal narrative in there. I mean, it did seem crazy to... to Why would you that? mention that is well, my point. Well, it's just, it's so... <laughs> Random. It's sad that all of these disciples were basically, uh, you know, saying they wouldn't do this in the spirit of Peter. I mean, because when Peter's like, "I'll die with you. I'll never disown. You. No, you're going to deny me." And and then Jesus said, "You're all going to fall away." I'm sure they all in their minds thought, "No, I, not me, not me. You know, I'm I'm not going to do this." But then they all deserted him, and I think that picture is in there just to show you that. 
the amount of fear that they had where you're r- running out of your clothes to get away from him. Right. And I thought, I thought it was interesting that in the, in Mark's account, of course he shortens everything. It's kind of like a condensed version, but he doesn't mention, and this, like I said, this is obviously Peter was part of this process. He doesn't mention that Peter's the guy that cut off Malchus's ear. We had to get one of the other versions to know that it was actually Peter yeah. that cut the guy's ear off. So it's kind of interesting, the thought process of them going into it. But we're, uh, we're in chapter 15 today. Let's, uh, let's take a break. So, Jace, uh, is your house like mine the holidays? A lot of boxes show up outside your front door? I actually door? tripped over one last <laughs> night in the dark. <laughs> Went down. And what's funny is I hardly ever look at them because I'm assuming they're always for Lisa, you know, because she's the one that orders stuff. But there is one uh, box that I look forward to. It's from one of our sponsors uh, from Bespoke Post. And I, and I love what they say. Awesome is the feeling that sparked from the unexpected. And there's no doubt. So they send you a box. You get it every month. It's called the Box of Awesome Collection. Uh, they've got a new winter lineup. And I just got mine uh, within the last two days. And I love the things that I had in there. Uh, and they send it to you. And it's got all sorts of different things uh, in there for different things that you like to do. You go to boxofawesome.com. You're going to take a quiz. And then they're going to pick out the Box of Awesome for you. But it's a surprise. That's what makes it awesome. Because you don't know what to expect, only that you're going to like it. And I like every one that I get. Uh, each Box of Awesome, you're also supporting small business. Because 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from small up-and-coming brands. So we like that. It's free to sign up. Uh, you can skip a month or you can cancel anytime. So you're not locked into anything long-term, but you'll love it. You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code Phil when you check out. So that's boxofawesome.com. Use the code Phil. 20% off your first box. Check them out. It was interesting uh, before we get into this. You know, we did a whole deal about the trial and with Pilot. And I mean, that's where we left off, I believe. And so. Uh, we're doing like a little community house church that uh, I think you're going to be there. Like yeah, day. I was. I felt under the weather last night, but because you, know. you had your, you, had, you were down with the crud. I had the crud, but uh, and it's worse at night. It's it's a little better in the morning. But it's weird, is they, uh, you know, they had some of the young people do the worship, which is always awesome, and uh, but then they also the whole lesson was about who did the, the lesson. Uh, Johnny, oh good, good. Uh, one of the uh, one of the elders, you know, at, at our church and, and the and family, the Corey's dad, yeah, Willie's wife's dad. But he did it about absolute truth, which we had just studied the podcast. I tried to keep my mouth shut because it was it got into a discussion because I did I was thinking we just talked about this thirty minutes on a podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, and I I did pretty good to the very end. I just had I just. <laughs> had to get you in there. Missy said, will you please say something? Because she could tell I was antsy. I was, you know, some of the discussion I was I was wanting to get in there. But it made me think, though, of that discussion when when he said, what is truth? Yeah. As, as Pilate walked away, because Jesus, when he said, uh, you know, Pilate was looking, he's like, so you're a king then. And but it, it's he doesn't fit the bill for a king, and Jesus is like, yeah, I think this is John's account. It's John eighteen, yeah, yeah John eighteen, 
And so he's like, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And he's like, oh, what, what is truth? Right. As he walks away. So uh, Johnny last night in the discussion, he was just, he was making a point that this idea of absolute truth makes the world nervous because they think it, if you have that, it disqualifies freedom. Right. Of course, you have a clear verse in John 8 that Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And he also, another place, said, I am the truth. Well, he brought that up (laughs) in John 14, which I think was the point, ultimately, when we got to the end, and we talked about this, you know, uh, that was was the point, because if you try to get everyone to agree— on a creed or, uh, you know, every detail on the what, the things of the Bible. And I brought up John 5 when he said, you know, twice he said, I tell you the truth, I tell you the truth in John 5. And some of those truths he was he was declaring was actually what would eventually get him killed. Right. Uh, One is in John 5, 19. Yep. Let's see what that says. He said, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing, which is, you know, this is a claim. You're claiming to be the son of God. And then 24, look, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. I mean, what a statement that is. But he's telling the truth. Well, look what he says. I know I've read this many times. In John 5, 39, which is, this is the point I made in the house church. You diligently study the scriptures because you think by them you possess eternal life. Well, just take that statement by itself. I don't know of any church group on the planet that wouldn't agree with that. Is that not what we do is study the scriptures so by them you will possess eternal life? And we would all say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, then he, he clarifies that statement. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Hmm. And so I think that statement is is so important to our studies because what we're fixed to read is there's a lot of things that happen on the cross and in the trials and in the surroundings that were fulfillment of other scriptures. They were testifying to Jesus, going back to John 1, who is the logos, the word, the uh, the the real purpose of God revealing Himself? Correct. So you have the words that everybody are trying to agree on, and the, and when you think of that, you think of all the arguments over all the scriptures and all the different denominations and all the disagreement, and then over here you have the word that was revealed through the words, mm-hmm. that we must agree on that. that. And so that was my whole point. You have things you disagree with. Uh, you have things that we can talk about. But the absolute truth, the whole, the whole key to understand that is it's a person. It's Jesus. He is the absolute truth. Plus, we tend to uh, uh, make a, a mistake, serious one. When the death of Jesus occurred, in which we are now reading, 
it was not with with, with normal death, Al. It's lights out. When Jesus died, amazingly, Jace, mm-hmm. it was lights on, <laughs> lights <laughs> on, not out, because this is this is the beginning of a world to where when you die, although you die, yet shall you live. You face in Jesus. So death is immortality is yours. Lights on, not lights mm-hmm. out. All the people that killed Jesus surrounded him and all the and all the piling all of them. You say they thought we're gonna get rid of him. Lights on, lights off. We're gonna turn 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 the light off. But they didn't read the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Scriptures say, no, that's it's not lights off, it's lights on. This is this is the beginning of immortality. I'm gonna show you how it works. Right. Which is quite amazing. You take a dead man and all of a sudden. He's standing there talking to you. He said, this is what I told you about. It's the truth. I am the truth. I'm bigger than death. Well, it helps my feelings (laughs) to know from one one man, Jesus, he saved the whole world. And he did it by by counseling death. That's true. Conquered death. Well, and and to Jace's point, Dad, when you, you think about the scriptures, especially in the modern era, once, once Jesus was came here, established, did what he came to do, and then went back to heaven, these books they were written from Romans through Revelation. Yep, people have a lot of different ideas. These are letters written to people who were having a lot of issues, mm-hmm. not seeing Jesus, and so they were fighting amongst themselves. These are letters. You got to remember, all during this period, everybody's deserted him. The only way to eternal life is. Is his death. So, but that's a hard pill to swallow. I mean, I'm 76 years old, but you say, well, what's keeping, what's, well, why you, you keep your faith? That's all I have. That's all I have. Yep. You say, bad back and all. You say, <laughs> in the end, the resurrection right. of the dead. Well, my point, Al, I, I agree with you 100% because, like, even I, I thought about that Galatians 2, which really is about. You know, he uses a phrase in there because you had people who are trying to add something to Jesus requirements. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case, was circumcision. All the priests up to him, leftovers. They died and stayed dead. Yeah, but when Jesus came along, he's high priest. He dies. Whoops! Three days. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Well, he. That's why he is the. That's why I keep going back to this. I mean, when you talk about absolute truth, I think. My point is, like, if you read Galatians 2, we don't have to get off into it, but he said some had infiltrated their ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus and, and make us slaves. That's verse 4. Mm-hmm. And it says they we didn't give in to them for a moment so that the truth, so here's this here truth and freedom uh, correlating of the gospel might remain with you. So, and then it says God doesn't show favoritism. So, what they were doing by adding some laws to the gospel was they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, which the gospel, you know, is Jesus himself, the absolute truth in a, in a person. I'm only bringing this up because I think it's difficult. I mean, we all understand the truth about Jesus. 
I think, in the religious world. You realize that if Jesus didn't come down and he didn't die and he wasn't buried and he wasn't resurrected and he's not at the right hand of God, I mean, you you, you can't make it. Right. And I You're think done. most people feel comfortable saying, look, I'm not sure you can find another way other than Jesus because everybody else who's claiming some truth like that, they're dead. Right. So we, I think we're comfortable with that. Now, the world is not. But where we're not comfortable is thinking somehow another truth produces freedom. Because most people in the world, they're like, well, don't we have to follow a bunch of rules? How, what is this freedom you, you speak? And I think the freedom part is a little more complex to understand because it's not without restrictions. When you come to Christ, you're surrendering, and there's some things you understand Okay, I'm not going to do this, but but it's part of your bigger freedom that you're. I mean, my point is like I heard an illustration one time. It's like if you take the world's view of, for there's no absolute truth. You just be who you are and find out. You're perfectly free to decide. And I heard this illustration one time that I thought was great. Well, what happens to a young kid when he's in school and he hears that be the best you can be? You can be anybody you want to, and so he's you know, five foot nothing, 130 pounds to quote that off of, you know, the Rudy, uh, the football. And he says, you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be an NFL offensive lineman. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to discipline myself. I'm going to train. Well, after a while, we we know how this is going to end up. You're not going to be an NFL offensive lineman. You're going to waste your entire life, and you're going to put all these restrictions on yourself chasing something that is a lie. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It's just not going to work. So I I look at the world claim on that of saying, I'm going to be free to do whatever I want to do. There's always going to be some kind of discipline or restrictions in whatever you do, and it's not going to work just because you say that. So I'm I'm going to use that same principle and apply it to Jesus. If you have, when you look at who Jesus is and ultimately what he did, because we're here at the cross, well, he made some sacrifices and ultimately a sacrifice that because of his love for us. Well, we do the same thing in marriage. So you you think are you free? And and we even make jokes about when you're married. Well, yeah, you're you're free, but there's some restrictions that you put on yourselves to allow this freedom in marriage to flourish. And, and uh, let's take a break. So thanks to your support, uh, one of our long-term sponsors, Patriot Mobile, has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they've got big news. Patriot Mobile now offers service with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee, so if you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. So this is a great deal. If you've been wanting to get out but you didn't want to lose service, now they've got it worked out for you. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4 and 5G networks. So you get the same great service, but you're able to support a company uh, that has your best interest at heart. And they they believe a lot of the same stuff we believe. So this new year resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. You got 100% US-based 
customer service with patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. You get free activation when you use the offer code Phil. That's patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. And one of the one of the things you do is when you tell your wife when you get marry her that you're going to be faithful to her. Mm-hmm. That's you, you've now restricted yourself that you're not exactly. going to be with anybody else. You're going to be with her. That's, yeah. That's the, so what I, my point is, just when you think of this freedom, it doesn't mean that there's that there's necessarily an absence of restrictions or a presence of them because I don't think it's either one. It's the right ones dependent on your relationship. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that, that's why Jesus is like, you're free, you're free, and now obey God. And you're like, well, I thought it was free. Why am I obeying? Because you're trusting him to know that there's just some things in life that this is what's best yeah. for for your life. I mean, he He has your best interest in mind. So I, I where I was going with this, because when you see what Jesus did for us on the cross, and we then surrender to him, the reason this works is because you have two beings, you have God and humans, actually having this sacrificial moment, you know, but you know, he started it because yeah. he is the basis of it, and you're responding to it, and it's not unlike marriage. If you have two people, a man and a woman, who are on a daily basis being unselfish, which what does that mean? They're putting the other one's interest. They're restricting themselves. Even though they're free in Christ, they're going to live forever. They're restricting themselves because of their love. Well, you'll have a dynamic marriage. You have two unselfish people on a daily basis looking after the other interests. And it's a quality that works. It helps other individuals. "Hmm." It does. But you're not going around saying, oh, you know, I'm having to do this. Well, you want to because of love. When you insert love in the dynamic of the relationship. And so that's why I'm going going back to that when Jesus said, you're trying to look at all these words and you're arguing about them and what we should do, but you're missing me. Because if you don't have that relationship, that person being God in person, showing you the love and sacrifice, well, you now lose your motivation. Right. You lose your meaning and you lose all hope because there's, the, at the end of the line, you're winding up in the grave no matter what. Right. And so I, I think back to your original point, Jay's, which is a good one, that when you talk about the scriptures, one of the reasons why I feel like our podcast is successful in landing with people to study the Bible is because you realize that all scriptures God breathed, but some matters are in here are much weightier than other ones. Even Paul said that, right? Yeah. Yep. They're weightier matters. So when you talk about, Jay's talks about the red letters, when Jesus was here and said things, you really need to zero in on those because the, the, Lord, the Lord said that when he was here. Now, the stuff after, is it important? Sure. And we gain a lot of application and principles from the study of these letters in these churches. But when you find yourself fighting all the time, and nobody sees Jesus in, in your fighting, which is what happens so many times in churches and in the religious world, I think somehow you're missing the big picture and the big point, yep. you know? And so mm-hmm. I think it happens all the time. I love the Old Testament. But look, when you go back, it's a historical study. There's all kinds of stuff back in there. But it, is it interesting? Yeah. But is it does, is it does it save you? No. What saves you is Jesus and his sacrifice. So 
which is well, why, why we keep coming back to the Gospels and, and study them, because there's so much good stuff in there. Well, yeah, and I think it, always, it goes back to when you realize that you're created in the image of God and that he has a purpose for you, it, it's within that context of you trusting his plan for you through Jesus, which is we're at the apex of that right here. Yep. It, Jesus dying on a cross for you, him substituting himself for our sins and and taking the the punishment which God's justice demands mm-hmm. you know payment that within that context there is a freedom that the world would not know of nor could they that is equal to you know I think the rest of creation it's like a fish you know you would think that if you took a fish out of the water you're freeing him from the trap of water, but you're actually doing the exact opposite. Yeah, killing him. He was designed to be in water. So I think when you look at that in the context of who we are, there's always going to be some some restrictions, but you're not you're not doing it to be saved or to accomplish it or in the Galatians deal to do something where you feel like you're earning your salvation. It always goes back to the cross in Jesus's example and your response to it. Well, in that is a freedom to do what's right and a freedom not to do what's wrong based on the relationship you have in the word, the word, the person of the word. That's why the first hundred years were so rocky in Christianity. You get it because people had been under Judaism, which was God sanctions is what he told him to do. But now Jesus comes along and says, okay, this is a new, this is a new covenant. We're not going to take the old traditions, the old trapping. Well, it's hard to give up stuff you've always been doing. So they tried to add it in. They kept trying to add it back in. But you can't bring your, your list of regulations or traditions to, to your cross in response to Jesus's cross, you know, cause that's what he, he said, bring, you want to follow me, bring your cross. Well, why did he say that? Because you're going to have to put these these this code to death. You got to put it to death. I mean, you're 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 surrendering that. that. Which is the Roman six application? When you when you bury an old person, you're putting that person to death. That's the idea. What comes forth now lives for Christ. And he says, now if you wanted to use a slavery illustration, you're enslaved to me because you're you're now in me. Exactly. And they thought, well, what happened to this freedom thing? But it's a freedom within the context of this is what you were designed for. This is why God made you. It is freeing. Yeah. So, you know, when you get into talking about putting off the old self and putting on the new self, it's still within the context of a freedom in Christ and a flourishing because you're trusting God and not your own abilities. Yeah, and we talked about this when we talked about Peter yesterday in our sermon about the idea that brokenness tends to bring transformation. And so it could be little things that break you down, or it could be one big event. I mean, Dad, you had a big event. I had a big event. Some people are like that. Something happens, and then all of a sudden you're just like, all right, I got it, and now I'm going to commit my life to it. Other people, it's more incremental, you know, which, Jace, is kind of your story. Let's, uh, let's take another break. So one of our longtime sponsors is a company called Keeps. I think they've been with us from the very beginning. And we've always thought it was kind of funny because we're a family that's known for hair. uh, And they're a company that likes to help you keep your hair, which is important. Uh, Two out of three guys experience hair loss before they're 35. 
and we know some guys like that. And so what they want to do is they want to help flip the odds in your favor to save your hair. So you got to get to them before you lose it all. Uh, hair loss can be tough. Of course, you see those pictures and you realize that hairline is receding or that bald spot is growing. Keeps has a clinically proven FDA-approved hair loss treatment, and it's all online. So there's no waiting rooms, uh, not having to go see anybody. It comes right to you at your house, uh, prevents hair loss, stimulates hair growth, and it helps you take better care of the hair that you have. So check these guys out. It's half the cost uh, of a traditional pharmacy or, or another product. Uh, and not only that, they give you 24-7 support services uh, at their website. So if you're ready to take action, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. That's K-E-E-P-S, keeps.com slash door. You're going to get 50% off your very first order. So it's keeps.com slash door, 50% off, and hang on to your hair. So, so we left off in Mark, and I think we want to read. We've decided we wanted to read Luke's account here. We, yeah, because we read the at the last podcast. We read the Mark account, and and we, you know we've been studying this a while. So we keep telling you guys that Mark is a kind of a condensed version, and then the Luke and John references. You're going to get a little more flavor and some of the things that Jesus said on the cross. So we want to kind of deal with yeah. those today. So at Mark fifteen twelve, when he said, "What shall I do then with the one who called?" Who you, the one you call the king of the Jews, Pilate, crucify him, they shouted. Why, what crime has he committed? But they're like, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, the Pilate, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. So then the soldiers are going to, you know, they're going to mock him. And, and they, you see in verse uh, 16 through 20, the soldiers led Jesus' way into the palace. And called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, twisted together a crown of thorns, and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews. This is very difficult to read this because you realize this is God's plan for us and our sins, in a in a way, contributed to this. So when you go to Luke, he has way more details here. So we decided to read this. Luke 23, 26, would you say? 26, yeah. So watch this. Watch Luke's account of this. So as they led him away, they see Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country. And they put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. And I believe this is the only place that has what yeah. happens next. Jesus right. turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the barren women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. That's from Hosea 10.8. For if men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Now, we'll just talk about why he, he brought this up. Mm -hmm. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. What a statement that was. Yep. And, cast, and they divided up his clothes, casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself. If he is 
the Christ of God, the chosen one. So the soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah, and we don't get that <clears throat> in in the in that detail in any other version, which was a that was huge. I mean, because this guy recognized Jesus' power, even though he's hanging there with him, being killed alongside him, which is pretty powerful. Yep. So, and then the next three verses of Luke in forty four, he basically says, "Father, into your hands I commit my spirit." You know, the darkness comes over the whole land when. He said this, he breathed his last. That's when the centurion, and Mark records that, says, surely this is the Son of God. Luke said, this is the righteous man. So if you go back to Mark, you see that, which I found this interesting, in 1521. Now this is just thrown in here. It says, a certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. Well, nobody, and I read all the scholars. Scholars, they've they've never heard of this. The father of Alexander and Rufus. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because when Mark wrote this years later, I I believe the only reason he was bringing that up because it was some somebody they would know right locally. And Why they, would you just invent this? You know, it's the father of. Alexander and Rufus. Well, I'm sure those people back then knew exactly who that yeah, was. Yeah, that's right. They were like, oh, oh yeah. So we're like, who in the world is that? Because there's no other reference to them anywhere in the Bible I looked. <laughs> but the personal detail of it is all I'm bringing out, is that here's this old guy who's just passing by. Yeah, he just literally, he just walked in. He came in for the Passover. <laughs> and I'm assuming at some point he put two and two together and I would, like to believe that he probably put his faith in in Jesus, which is probably why the why Mark knew his sons. That's exactly, exactly right. So I was bringing that. That's up. a name there that needs to be brought back. Rufus. That's a biblical <laughs> yeah. name. I like that. that yeah. like Sometimes the the details that you read over when you do some re- research on they're they're powerful details because it, this becomes personal, and this becomes something too impossible to be made up. Yeah. Yeah. So two, so two or three things. Let's let's take our last break. Two or three things I want to mention, Jay, is from the Luke passage, and then we'll see a few different ones in John too. Is this this little speech that Jesus gives to the mourning and wailing women, which is really interesting because basically he's telling them, "Look, you don't need to mourn me. This is why I came." Of course, mm-hmm. you can imagine he, what he looks like. He's just been beaten to a bloody pulp. He can't even oh, carry yeah. the cross. And he's telling them, look, it's going to be worse than this for you guys. And, and again, I think he's referencing what's going to happen in 40 years. To you know, I, I was actually surprised at how many scholars agreed with that. You know, yeah. I, I thought, well, what are they going to say? But most that I read, it's the same reference when he said, 
you know, in, what in was 13. it, Luke 24, when he said, see these these stones, not one will be left on top of another. Yep. So he, he's given them a hint that, look, judgment is coming on on this place. And, of course, obviously, they 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 didn't get it because they're weeping and mourning it. And when they told that guy, today you will be in paradise with me, that tells you that before he had put his faith in Jesus, told the other guy. The, the point is, again, Jesus was fully aware that he was in paradise. Now, that's at the dead stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't lights off. It was lights on all the way down. So, yeah, he died, but that that, that who you are. Well, there was a lot going on there, and we'll (laughs) we'll probably devote our next podcast to that whole discussion. What happened in the three days? Yeah. True, but it, you know, right before this. I'm preparing you to. None of this. When we get there. (laughs) Yeah, none of this crowd got it on why he was dying, except. The other thief on the cross. Now he actually, and may, a lot of people speculate he got it because he heard him say, "You know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing." Because who does that? On Think the, about on it, Jason. That verse we covered when we were in the Book of Hebrews. In other words, he got to where he is, but through the power of an indestructible life. Yes, you can put him to physical death. Inside that, you can still be alive. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, or, or he wouldn't be indestructible. That's right. So I, don't you find it interesting that whenever Jesus is almost like, and I'm not saying he's giving them a pass, but when he when he talked to Pilate, now he does this with the guard, the Roman guards. It's almost like he's telling the Gentiles here, these Romans, look, you don't even know what this is all about. Oh, that's right. Because he he told Pilate, remember, he said the the someone else is guilty of a greater sin than you, yeah. the ones who brought me to you. Yep. And so, because the, the they had no excuses, they they've been looking for the Messiah for hundreds and hundreds of years, and now he's here. So it is really interesting, Jay, that he says this in this comment. One of the things I always thought about, there's kind of a thing that floats around from time to time that people say, well, you know, you don't have to forgive people unless they ask you for forgiveness. And I'm just like, well, that's not what Jesus did. I mean, I want to try to do what he did. So even if somebody wrongs me and we never have a confrontation, I think it's better for me to let it go, which is kind of what he's doing. In this case, I mean, we have a saying in in the human world. In other words, uh, he the the grave, you know, he's you you're, you you don't succumb to the grave, you know, graveyard dead is what we used to. He all oh, he was graveyard dead. Yep. Well, in this case, there was life still there <laughs> through death. Well, and we made this point, Dad. Huh. E- even when he died, or none of us would get out of here. His death was so powerful, knowing what was going to happen, that a bunch of people came back to life when he died. That's my point. I mean, graves broke open. That people are wandering around. The zombies, Jay's calls them. I mean, it wasn't a cut off from humanity. This here is a connection. Yep. Well, it just it ticks me off that all these movies. There's thousands of zombie movies, and I know ultimately where they got the idea from. Yep. They would never tell you that. (laughs) But it's this. This is the only truth where this 
a bodily resurrection occurs. Right. They always go. I don't back. believe any any other. When the truth sets you free, that? it sets you free from death. I mean, yeah. well, and it sets you free from you know yourself or of and trying your to yeah you're earning your you know your salvation in in some way. Well, there there's a lot of uh you can take a a sigh of relief knowing because just think if it's up to you to figure out how to answer for your sins to justify them to give you meaning purpose in life and to take care of your imminent death well you're you're just enslaved you're going to be enslaved and wherever you go with that if it's up to you right there's a freedom knowing that oh he has provided that open door that's right i I, what struck me when we were talking about this forget probably jace the spirit of god is given to the ones who believe and the ones who do not believe the Spirit of God is not given to them. Yeah. It, it's repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins, and God will give you the gift of the Spirit. You're going to have to have him when it comes to physical death. You're going to have to have him. Mm. What happened to Jesus, you you have to have the same power that raised him from the dead. Correct. It will raise you from the dead. Well, right. Or it's now, and how all that... believe in vain. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and how all that worked, uh, I thought about when Paul in First Corinthians one seventeen, when they were having this argument about you know division had cropped up. The you know, feast, speak, speaking of speaking of truth though, and and because we're all splintered off because what we disagree on all these truths or words of the Bible when we should you know agree on the ultimate truth and and the word of, you know being Jesus, mm-hmm. and then use a lot of patience. There was when it not a lot of, of explanation to the thief, but he's hanging there, and 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 when he hears that today he's going to be in paradise, well, I know I, he probably saying, "Say what?" I mean, he well, had he, to believe with what little he oh, didn't he, have much well, time to make a decision. He here. was the only one who was getting. What Jesus was doing as the Son of God. You are the, correct. The, Somehow he knew in in that moment. We don't assume he well, maybe he knew he, what we all better. Well, maybe maybe he heard know, something before. Of, right, yeah, exactly. And, but I think I mean it, the previous word said when Jesus said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing." I mean, I'm assuming he heard him say that. Right. I mean, it's right before. Yeah, because he, he, he says, says, "When your that, kingdom comes with power." Like, well, what father? What we talking about here, and forgive them, and he has the power to forgive. I mean, I see the connection there. Yeah, and then of course Jesus knows the heart, and so you you can't hide. God ultimately knows all our hearts. Well, one thing you love about this thief is that he realizes he's basically at the last opportunity because in a few hours the opportunity to make a life change at some is done. point Al, we all do what's that exactly thief right I mean it's it, he well but the other thief look was they may not all believe you but, but throw, believe that you. shows you the we're contrast, throwing the though. other thief under the bus and rightfully so but look he didn't do anything we don't do on a daily basis he was like save me Save you and save me. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you pray that prayer? That's right. You get in a bad situation and you're like, so it wasn't like, like, what was the terrible thing he said? Save me. That sounded pretty good. But when you, when you look into his heart, he was just being, being selfish. Well, and he joined in with the other people by heaping the insults, which obviously was disrespectful. 
so much so that it bothered this other guy. He's like, look, you you and I deserve to be here, but yeah. this guy doesn't. Well, look, the last study I had, which was just a couple of days ago with a guy. So a buddy of mine asked me, you know, hey, let's share Jesus with this guy. Well, I assume he didn't know Jesus. If you're asking me to share Jesus, I'll say, yeah, I'll do it. So we did it. And in a, you know, duck blind situation, which is perfect because they can't leave. And it was a pretty slow day. So <laughs> what else are you going to do? That's right. But I was fascinated that as we went through this, uh, and it was not done in like, are you ready for the Bible study? You know, we didn't bring out a Bible. It was just conversation, and it was questions, and it was. So uh, what I was fascinated is, is that he knew everything about Jesus you can know. And so it kept getting back to, well, how's your life? And that was, you know, his life is a complete disaster. And so after a while, it hit me that you know, you can, you can go through life looking for this, this thing to fix your life. You know, if I marry this woman, my life's going to be great. Well, that, that came and went, yep. you know, if I get a promotion at my job, my job's more right. money, guess what? That came and went, all these things were happening, not finding success. Well, here's another one. If I come to the Lord, then it'll fix my marriage. It'll it'll fix my money situation and it'll fix my attitude. Yeah, it'll fix all this. Well, guess what? That came and went. And so you say in there, what what seems to be the problem? How could you even acknowledge and believe the things about Jesus and still not have a relationship with him? Yep. And so it kind of kind of this debate we were talking about this truth that produces freedom, you know. And I saw it real life right in front of my eye here in this guy's life. He couldn't be any more miserable. I mean, completely miserable. Nothing is going his way. And you're like, well, how do you convince someone that these facts, how do you make those facts about Jesus somehow become real in a person and in a relationship? Well, I don't know, but I know this. Unless they do, you're, you're not going to figure this out. You're not going to have meaning you're not going to put this as a religious compartment and say, well, I, had, I, did, I checked all the boxes here. That's right. You know, and then all of a sudden when things don't go right, you're, you're, you're having the wrong thief on the cross as your representative. So, you're like, save me, help me, spirit, fix it. And the spirit of God flies away. Yep. Yeah. Not, not present. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this in our overtime. We're out of time. Uh, if you want to follow us over, it's blazetv.com slash unashamed. Uh, which is where you get not only the overtime uh, content, but everything that Blaze has to offer as well. So we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.